Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Rake van Ikak and we certainly have a packed show today. In a minute, uh, I'll speak to David Shapiro of Sasfin about the markets and most world markets, including the JSE, are having a really good day and are trading higher, uh, some markets even gaining more than 2%. I'll also speak to MoneyWeb reporter Antoinette Slabert about the latest developments in the hostile takeover bid by Aiton of Marion Roberts. Aiton acquired a 25% stake in Avenge, and this will effectively bring an end to Marion Roberts' plans to acquire the struggling Avenge. And uh, there seems to be uh, a lot of happening with that hostile takeover bid. And then, of course, uh, suspended South African Revenue Service uh, Commissioner Tom Moyani addressed a media briefing this morning to respond to a letter he received from President Cyril Ramaphosa. Now, this uh, was in response to a letter he sent to the President demanding that either his disciplinary hearing at SARS or the inquiry before Judge Robert Nugent into governance at SARS be terminated. Raymond Schlaka of MoneyWeb attended the briefing and I'll speak to him in a bit to hear what transpired there. But first, let's look at the indicators. Uh, the all share up 1.6%. Resources has gained one and a half. Industrials are trading up 1.9%. Financials 1.3% higher. The gold index also nearly 1% higher. Let's look at international markets. Currently, the FTSE 100 uh, is trading up 0.2%. The DAX has gained uh, 0.16%, the CIC 40 up half a percent. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained 1.2%, Shanghai gained 2.5%, while the Hang Seng uh, uh, gained 1.3%. Individual shares that are performing well, Asor has gained 6.2%, Itiltile up 6%, Deskem is trading 3.4% higher, Sapi also 3.2% higher, Imperial has gained 3.14%, Exaro and Vodacom also around 3% higher. On the downside, RCL is down 2.8%, PESG Consult down 2%, Sabania Gold has lost 1.6%, Kero is also trading down 0.9%. Let's uh, look at the currencies. The US dollar, uh, the Rand is ca- uh, trading at 13 Rand 41 against the US dollar, 17.88 against the pound, 15 Rand 79 against the euro. Bitcoin is 6,000. $694 or 93,801 Rand. Gold is trading at $1,263. Brent crude is $77.64. Platinum is trading at $858, uh, slightly higher than Friday. Palladium is at $962. The R186 is trading at 8.62%. David Shapiro of Sasfin is on the line. David, uh, a nice uh, welcome to the show. It's a nice uh, Monday morning for markets all over the world. And, uh, Rake, you have to understand that this comes against the uh, news um, of, uh, you know, in Brexit in, in the UK, where uh, Theresa May is facing a very, very difficult situation after a minister in charge of Brexit, Mr. Davis, has resigned. And yet, I think market just pushing that aside. I think they're more interested that uh, England is in the semi final, and <laughs> I think Darren Southgate coming out as the, uh, Gareth Southgate, sorry, is coming through as the. You know, as a champion and uh, kind of superseding any worries that the UK might have. So that's encouraging. Also, some negative news on North Korea. No one's quite sure where this is going to go, going to be prolonged. We've also got tariffs. And yet, uh, markets very, very strong, encouraged by the job numbers that we saw on Friday, following through to uh, to China or to Asia this morning and coming through to our market. So, Rake, I think 
we're going into result seasons in the U- in uh, the U.S. Um, good numbers expected there. You can see it in the strength of the economy, and maybe that's going to dominate the kind of discussion um, over the next couple of weeks. We start with the big numbers on Friday, which is all the banks, um, you know, three big banks come through then. Mm. In Southeast Asia, we saw an interesting <coughs> listing this morning of Xiaomi. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know it. It's a, they make a pretty mm. decent cell phone, very uh, affordable, uh, you know, mm. and some of the functionality compares really well with the top-end phones. And it's the biggest IPO in, in the tech sector in four years. Um, the, yeah. the expectation was a listing of 100 billion U.S. dollars. It came in the valuation currently around 55 billion dollars. Um, interesting listing. Uh, mm. What did you make of it? Well, we, yeah, we, I, I just watched with interest. I'm not really involved in that. Um, I think it was very finely balanced. Uh, uh, to me, it was quite expensive, the, the, the listing. And it's come off slightly, which would happen. You know, I, quite, I, I'm not sure how those markets work. We saw the same with Facebook. We, we often see it that shares actually come tumbling down and then start to pick up uh, once all the speculators or people who might have received uh, cheap shares uh, get rid of it. So um, I don't think it came as a shock that they were under a bit of pressure, but you've got to watch them. You know, this is a, this is a big name. Uh, I don't know what their, what their ambitions are, but what's more, like it just points you to the, it points you to, to China Tech. You know, what I mean by that, that uh, you've, we've got to keep an eye on where Chinese technology is going, where Chinese ambitions are going you know, in terms of their, their corporates. So I think from that point of view, um, that, that's why I'm, I'm so surprised at where Mr. Trump is, is taking his, you know, his policy. So that's what I get out of it. I, I, enjoy, watching, I enjoy watching what's coming on and also um, you know, how it's captivated uh, the Chinese market. Like just, just for anybody who might be listening, there's a very good article in The Economist uh, this week which, which shows, highlights the, the different ambitions of the FANGs, you know, which is Facebook, um, Amazon, and so on, the American companies versus the Chinese companies, which they term BAT, which is Baidu, uh, Alibaba, and Tencent, uh, and how these businesses are all expanding um, globally. So I, I think Xiaomi comes into the same kind of category as, as, as that. You know, watch, watch where they go, watch where the developments go. Yeah, it was listed at a P-E ratio of 40 times. Now, mm. just in comparison, <laughs> Tencent is trading at 36 and Apple mm. at 16. Uh, it's indeed yeah, very expensive. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I expect a little bit of weakness, but uh, um, I look at it more from the business point of view. What are they doing? What do the phones look like? Are they likely to challenge any of their Western counterparts uh, and so on? I think more and more we're seeing local Chinese brands or local Asian brands. I don't know how to how to describe that whole area, you know, beginning to challenge some of the, what we call global giants, which were mainly American or Westernized companies. Yeah, the, the, the brand name is not big in South Africa yet, but it is the fourth largest cell phone uh, supplier or manufacturer yeah. in the world. It's the biggest uh, seller in China, uh, in, 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 in India rather. So, well, t- it's an interesting one. It's to affordable. F- yeah, but it's yeah, you see, it's very affordable. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of features, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Steinoff, Africa. There's some things happening there as well. They allege that uh, the former Tiki Town executives who who resigned uh, recently, they've apparently tried to sabotage the operations of Tiki Town. Um, and uh, they tried to uh, <laughs> hack into IT systems to prevent point of sale transactions. What do you make of this? I, I, I saw that. You know, the only thing that I keep saying week after week is just stay clear of anything that's got Steinhoff in its name. <laughs> uh, for, for, the, for the simple point is that we don't know. You know, the shares are up slightly today. I mean, very, very marginally. That's, that's compared with uh, the rest of the market, which is very strong. So, of course, it's overhanging the market. But I think there is, there's so much drama surrounding Steinhoff and Steinhoff retail that uh, you don't need... You don't need to take on this trouble uh, unless you're like a vulture or a jackal or a hyena. You know, you want to pick up the the bones. And, and I just, I just say, listen, lovely. I, I like the underlying businesses. I think Pep is a great business. Techie Town itself is great. But hell, do I really need to get involved in all this? You know, all these issues with the litigation and so on. Yeah. But it's it's ugly. Hey? You know, whatever we read is ugly. Yeah, and it's a, it's a group that is that 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 I, I, I don't know I don't know, I, you know it hasn't done good for for business at a time where South African business is trying to uh, flex its muscles. We have a lot of political problems here in this country, uh, and you want a pro-business stand. And I think everything we're doing is pushing people away from it. Yeah, we seem to be uh, not so firmly entrenched on the moral high ground no. anymore. Um, but anyway, <laughs> just lastly, David, uh, the RAND is trading at 1338 yeah. um, mm. currently, and mm. it seems to, you know, strengthen uh, actually at mm. a steady pace since last week. Uh, yep. I don't know how sustainable it is and if a week <laughs> can show some stability, but it is actually creeping it's back to the 13 Rand level. It's a dollar. It's, the do- it's got nothing to do with the rand. It's the dollar has been under a bit of pressure. We had an incredible run with the dollar. If you looked at the Fed minutes, if you looked at the even, even if you go back to the very good job numbers, the wage rate didn't go up. And I think the message coming through is that that um, increases in the United States, in interest rate increases, are going to be steady, which has been confirmed by the Fed. So against that, you're finding the long rate in the U.S. just stabilizing, starting to even move down a little bit. In other words, rates coming down and that's taken a bit of attraction away from the dollar. So don't um, you know, the RAND strength was uh, sorry, RAND weakness was dollar strength. Mm-hmm. RAND strength is, is really dollar weakness. The, the opposite side of it is that uh, when, the, when the dollar goes down, it pushes up gold, it pushes up platinum and you would have seen metals also recovering against that. I think oil's got a, a life of its own and it's um, that kind of correlation is broken to a certain extent, but metal's coming up again. Thank you, David. That was David Shapiro from Sasfin. In uh, some more interesting developments in the hostile takeover bid by the German investment group Aton of Murray & Roberts, Aton has acquired a 25% stake in Avenge, um, and this would in fact put an end to Murray & Roberts' plans to acquire Avenge um, at, uh, as at least 75% of Avengers shareholders would have to approve the deal. On the line is MoneyWeb reporter Antoinette Slobert, who has been following the story. Uh, Antoinette, uh, Aiton is certainly turning up the heat. Yes, Raik, it's quite interesting. I think Aiton must have uh, looked at the situation. At the recent Marion Robert shareholder meeting, the minorities stood quite firmly uh, um, in a position supporting the Avenge transaction, and Aiton was unable to use its shareholding to stop it. Um, but now, 
uh, Marine Roberts shares are above 17 rand each, whereas those of Avenge were at 9 cents on Friday morning. So I think they might have looked at this whole thing and said it might be cheaper to buy a chunk of Avenge and at, uh, if a firm offer is made by Marion Roberts and it goes to Avenge shareholders, maybe they can stop it there. Why is Aton so opposed to Marion Roberts acquiring Avenge? Well, Avenge is not a happy place at the moment. Uh, the company has been struggling for a number of years to get back on its feet. Greneke LTA is loss-making. It's only McConnell Dell, the, the Australian business, and um, uh, there's one other business, uh, uh, yeah, Mormon's open-cast mining business that are attractive. And um, I think he's saying, you know, you're buying this business that is struggling, that still has a big chunk of uh, construction in it, Whereas Marian Rob- Roberts actually moved out of construction because of all the problems in that industry. So now you're moving backward. You're acquiring something with construction assets, again, a company that is in a difficult situation. And event hasn't been able to to sell its non-core assets. So... Um, Aiton is, is not impressed with Avenge at all. But where does this leave Marian Roberts? Or where does this leave this hostile takeover bid? Well, well, we'll have to see whether Marine Roberts' board has, has another ace up their sleeve, but uh, it seems as if the takeover of Avenge, um, you know, might be in jeopardy. So if they don't pull that through and the Aton deal goes ahead, then we will have to see what happens to Marine Roberts. Um, Aton said it will delist it. It is basically interested in its um, uh, mining assets. So it will most probably sell off the other uh, businesses. And I can't see that it will work together with the current management after this uh, hostile process. Now, that would be extremely unlikely. Uh, interesting, uh, uh, you know, a transaction to follow. Thank you, Antoinette. That was Antoinette Slubbert of MoneyWeb. Now, let's turn to uh, the suspended South African uh, Revenue Services Commissioner, Tom Moyanis. Uh, he hosted a media briefing this morning uh, to respond to a letter he received from President Cyril Ramaphosa. And this was, of course, in uh, in response to a letter Mr. Moyanis sent to the President asking that the President terminate either his disciplinary hearing at SARS or the inquiry before Judge Robert Nugent um, into the governance uh, at SARS. Um, the press conference ended a few minutes ago. Uh, MoneyWeb reporter Ray Mashlaka was there. Ray, welcome to the show. What happened at the meeting? Uh, thanks for having me, Rick. Uh, bizarrely, uh, Mr. Moyane did not speak. Um, in fact, um, his lawyer, Eric um, Mabuza, actually uh, spoke on his behalf essentially uh, telling journalists that Mr. Ramaphosa has bought himself time as he has agreed to one of his demands um, that uh, an, a disciplinary hearing uh, into Mr. Moyana's conduct, um, which is chaired by advocate Azar Baum, should continue first before the inquiry into SARS, which is, as you said, uh, you know, chaired by Judge Robert Nungent, uh, continues. So essentially, uh, Moyana will have his say at his disciplinary inquiry first and have a right of reply. Um, remember, Mr. Moyana has called for a process of fairness and a, a, a process uh, to respond to allegations that were raised, um, you know, uh, throughout the, the, the Nungent inquiry that he has, he has one of the parties 
that are responsible for the 50 billion rand uh, shortfall at SARS. Um, and, and various allegations of misconduct as well as, as SARS. So essentially, uh, Mr. Mariano will have um, an opportunity to respond at a disciplinary hearing first um, before the, the, the inquiry into SARS begins in, in August. But a disciplinary hearing process could take some time. Does this mean that the, uh, the um, proceedings before Judge Nugent will be postponed? Well, essentially, right now, the, the, the inquiry is in hiatus, so it will only resume in August. So while the disciplinary hearing only begins on the 21st of July. So this, this, this gives about two weeks before um, for, for, for um, Mr. Mayana to have a say and have his right to reply um, to all the allegations that he faces. So this, this process must be concluded within two weeks um, you know, before, before the, the inquiry continues in August. It's quite, quite a short time, but um, let's see how this precedent unfolds. I saw, uh, I watched a bit of the, uh, the press conference, um, and, uh, you know, as you've said, Mr. Moyani didn't speak at all. Um, was there a reason provided uh, or given uh, as to why he didn't participate? Well, it seems like Mr. Moyani has been gagged, and um, his lawyer said he won't be talking. Um, in his personal capacity uh, for a very long time. Um, he said Mr. Miana has endured a trial by media, that the process has not been fair, and that the public has made uh, its decision about him and his conduct, conduct as far as. So, you know, it, it seems like um, right now, from here on, it seems like Mr. Miana's lawyer will be speaking on his behalf, and um, Mr. Miana won't be engaging the public um, until the two processes, the disciplinary inquiry, is complete. And also the, the, the inquiry into the lack of tax affairs also concludes as well. So it seems like his lawyers will be doing the talkings now. Interesting perspective. Uh, why did he then just not send out a press release uh, with his message? But anyway, um, just, just lastly, Ray, uh, Moyani, Mr. Moyani also uh, asked the president to remove uh, or asked that Professor Michael Katz be removed from the yes. uh, commission panel um, as he and the president apparently has a close relationship. Uh, did, did that um, part of his demand feature at the press conference? A good feature, but um, we don't know yet if Mr. Um, Ramaphosa um, actually gave into that demand. Um, in fact, we still yet to read the, the letter um, of response uh, by Mr. Ramaphosa into Moyana's demands. But um, funny enough, uh, Mr. Mabuza, the lawyer for Mr. Moyane, said that uh, Mr. Katz is actually uh, the president's personal lawyer raising numerous questions about, um, you know, whether this process will actually be fair towards Mr. Miyane um, as well. So on that demand uh, to, to, to remove Mr. Katz, we don't know yet um, as, until we read the, the actual letter of response um, uh, by Mr. Ramaphosa. Interesting development. Say thank you, Ray. That was MoneyWeb journalist Ray Mashaka. Unfortunately, this is all we have time for today. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb at Mirai Show. Thank you for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. 